welcome back to Date Carpod. I'm Jenna, and this week is, oh my god, one of the most dramatic episodes of this season ever, and like, it was so, so compelling. I was on the edge of my seat. If you're watching the Instagram stories, you guys, saw, I just like couldn't form words. I was so excited, and, or not excited, just like, oh my god, so many fucking feelings, and I am just so excited to recap it and talk about it, and I'm very excited to recap it with the guests that we've been chatting for a long time online and I love them dearly and I'm just excited to hear their opinions and get to know them better. Please welcome to the podcast, Dr. Diane from Back to Love Doc. Yay! Hi, Jenna. How are you? <laughs> Good. <laughs> oh, thank you for being here. 100%. Thank you for having me. I love what you do and I love that we connect around the batch. And um, my God, it's been a crazy season. It really has been. It's been also dramatic and dramatic. like just I, I I truly am I'm in awe of it of charity and what she is bringing to it. And I'm not surprised, honestly. She's a therapist. She is handling herself beautifully. And I watch the show Jenna for lessons we can learn and love as a psychologist myself. Mm -hmm. And I think there's so many lessons. She is a beautiful role model to so many people about just how to have good conversations. And last night was the quintessential. Yeah, what a like, it's such serious conversations and like really handled it well and like truly showed how you can like enter into it also with like empathy. Yes, it was wild. I just could not believe it. Ugh. So yeah, how long have you been watching the show? Like I wanna, I always like to get to know people I am more about that. I am old. <laughs> I am the OG. I watched from the beginning. Wow. Okay. And little quick thing. My story is that I started watching, I'm going to age myself when I was 37. Okay. And was single, very unhappy. Um, but then I thought, well, if these women, I want to be careful on what, if these women can find love, then I can find love too. Oh, and then met my husband a few years later and now I watch with him. That is beautiful. Okay, I love it. You found yeah. love in a hopeless place, which is as a bachelor viewer. <laughs> I did. And and I love it because now I watch it with him. Mm -hmm. He puts on a wig. We do videos together. He helps me with my YouTube. I, I just I really love it and I can get his perspective. And I've I've watched every season. That's amazing. Well, so then when did you start doing content on it then? Like, you know, you're a psychologist and you, yes. you know, do that, which is just like a lot, like, oh my God, like, so I, my hats to you, but then now you're also doing bachelor. Well, you're doing like, you know, reality TV content right. in relation to these dating shows. And I find that so fascinating. I'll tell you why. So I really started doing content about five years ago that yeah. I went, um, got on Instagram, found that nobody else was really a therapist doing this. Mm -hmm. Lots of memes, right? <clears throat> Lots of coaches. But I thought we need a, a serious voice here to talk about like, what is gaslighting? What is uh, a red flag? What mm -hmm. is narcissism? Um, how to handle a breakup conversation. And so I'm like looking for the gems. I'm not like, oh my God, if this couple doesn't make it, I don't know what I'll do. I'm more like, that was really good. We can learn from Gabby, great at breakups. Like I look for the positives. And here's the thing, because I can't use my clients as real life examples. So I can use my attachment styles mm -hmm. and use the people on the show. 
and the bachelor just has so much content that it's it's just a natural fit for me so yeah that makes so much sense you're right and you have just like a plethora of different attachment styles relationship traumas the way people handle things yes oh my god i love that oh and yeah, it's it never you're never going to be short of it. And I think, you know, in Descartes pod community, we really do latch on to a lot of the emotional aspects of the show. We we have fun and we, we we bitch. But like, you know, I cannot tell you how many times I've had just like DMs flooded over the seasons of when, you know, like the Greg and Katie thing happened or all these things where it's like truly it's real. Like people feel so either validated or triggered or emotional over what they see on the show because it is like it's a reality show and it's like you know it's fake in some ways but it but these these instances happen and they really bring out such strong emotions because it is based in reality so so jenna here's the thing i know some of the cast and i've met them and interviewed them and they all say the same thing that they fell in love yeah and i don't think it's fake i do think the emotions are real there's an environment and here's the thing i'm actually writing a book about this mm, oh my gosh i'm writing a book about what is the envelope like what is the formula that they use how can we actually apply that to real world dating in some ways because there actually are some positive things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah true yeah the way we i mean yeah you for better or for worse you approach each of the seasons with like really telling people exactly what you want what you expect from a relationship what your like your boundaries are and where you fail at that maybe at times but then like bring it back onto course so like yeah i think there's actually a lot to learn from it in a way 100 percent. and i loved your um ultimatum queer edition loved it that was phenomenal i i watched it all loved that yeah yeah and it's it's touching yeah it's touching and it really was so real i mean that felt so real because it i mean it really was yeah it's and you just experience seeing these people like having conversations that you have either had or can see yourself having is truly truly mind-boggling and oh you gotta love it but as well as the drama as well so let's get into the fun of it all speaking of queer huge congratulations to gabby wendy for coming out and coming out with her girlfriend robbie hoffman i they came out of course after we recorded last week oh what a delay what a gay week i saw it on um on the view yeah the view oh my god what and and the fact that she also for me when she said you know i had some shame about this Mm -hmm. and i was like oh girl you know i just felt for her and i'm so glad she kind of said that because like why she was keeping it private but hey i'm transparent i'm you know talk about being fluid. I I just, I love it. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. It was really important when she brought up that even her family, like she she is supported by her family now, but it it was a hard conversation and not that her family was not going to accept her, but that she did recognize the way that she was raised in this like male gaze way. She was a cheerleader professionally. She was on the bachelorette bachelor, like all of these things that are perceived as super heteronormative. And what I love as a gay is that, and you know, I've been saying this till the cows come home is that the bachelor is full of queerness. Like it is. And so like, and polyamory polyamory and so like i just like that like i love when there's representation in a situation where like it is so heavily perceived as straight and it's like proven that it's not (laughs) so because it's it is too it is straight as well we all coexist you know 
Well, the beauty about Gabby in particular is the work that she's done on herself. I yeah. was really impressed with how she handled the season. She really did some amazing, had some amazing conversations, how she held Clayton to, you know, what he could have done, what he didn't do. I There were so many nuggets, kind of like what we're seeing in charity, like all of these sound bites that we're going to have for a long time that I just really love. Yeah. So true. Oh my God. Love it. Um, you know, it would be remiss if we didn't talk about the breakup that's rocking Bachelor Nation yeah. right now. Um, RIP to Caitlin and Jason. What are your thoughts? Well, I did a video on it. I really want to say what what bugs me, just FYI, the Bachelor Nation when everyone's like, Yeah, I saw it coming. I'm like, so what? Does that make you better? Like, mm. why are we always gunning for couples to break up and then somehow like I saw the flags first I don't understand that it's sad every breakup is sad but here's the thing did you just see Caitlin's video uh yeah I think so yeah she's sad no she said the door's still open oh yeah so there was a video just on her on her page that somebody was interviewing her for e-magazine or something e-entertainment and she said yeah the door's still open wow Wow. Well, I don't know. I love that they're respectful. I love that, you know, the whole Sean Booth thing got negative, but I could see even the negativity on the show and how that was going to go. I think Jason and her have just, again, a beautiful couple. He supported her. She's been very open about her mental health. Yeah. It's just, I think, I think I, I said this on the podcast or the Instagram the other day. I think that sometimes breakups can be good for people. And yeah. I see that for them, whether this door open or not is, is anything. I think that I think they both have a good enough head on their shoulder yes. that they will do better than most from this franchise. So I, I think what I love is that Caitlin's been such a champion for everyone mm -hmm. talking about their stories, talking about how hard it is. She's been so, and she faced so much public scrutiny. Mm. I just hope for them that this was not going to be the case. You know, immediately people want to know who broke up first. What difference does it make? It doesn't matter. No, truly. But it could be good. I'm not it, disagreeing yeah. with you. Yeah. No, exactly. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. And I really wish Bachelor Nation would kind of shut the fuck up for once. But I, I know that's ironic considering what I'm doing right now with you. But one hand down. But quickly, I did want to talk about our senior bachelor, Golden Gary. Yes! Okay. I mean, it's getting it's getting messy already. But I I am still very excited, and I just like I'm just so I'm just so excited. And everyone talks to me about it. <laughs> I need the rumor. Yes. Okay. So last night I'm sitting here, I'm watching the show. It's commercial. My roommate comes down. It's not, and listen to the listeners. It's not the roommate that watches the show with me normally. I have the roommate. We watch it together often. It's a different one. And she comes down and she's like, listen, she's like, oh, you watching Bachelor? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My boyfriend's aunt made it to the end of the application process, was almost accepted to be on the show and didn't go on. She doesn't know why. But I was like, okay, tell me everything. What does this woman look like? What? Because I think one of the biggest questions regarding the cast is yes. what are the women going to like be like? 100%. We don't know anything. And in reality, Steve even said that we don't, we have not been released the cast. Yep. 
like and so are they and this is really super superficial and super level but like are they going to be really like botoxed out and and you know these certain type of aesthetic of a younger older woman which is fine and there's no shame to that is it going to be more of a natural like older woman look is it going to be like i mean we saw the photo of his wife like she looked like a grandma no i'm not shading it i'm just saying i am so curious and so this woman she described her as like a so like 65 and around that and was is beautiful naturally beautiful so didn't have a lot of work done but she said she's like she's done up like midwest done up like mm -hmm. would sell you real estate sell you real estate okay. yeah like that look and i'm like i think we all know what we're thinking yeah, of when we're when we're like thinking about it and that she was really and that she was desperately wanted to do it and was so excited to do it but then didn't for we don't know the full reason but that she might not have done it because she had a potential hernia surgery she had to do <laughs> and i god bless her and i hope she is well but i was like that is so exactly what we've been saying for three years is how they've been delaying this because they can't find people who are available for filming well and i thought the whole thing right like was it covid and i i mean i have some older people who still aren't traveling 100 percent. so a little bit about my story just fyi jenna i did also my husband is a widower mm. So this story is really touching to me. Mm -hmm. And um, that's why I'm like cheering him on going, oh my gosh, Gary, I hope you can find love a second time because here's the thing, the nugget is that I love that my husband, because I was dating a ton, they're all divorced, unhappily married, so many negative things to say. If you can find that nugget, the one who said they were happily married, that's like music to your ears. Yeah. Yeah. So I was really happy about that, that we're starting out the season. And I was happy to hear that the women are about 65. Yeah. There's not 50 year old, 40 year old women. So mm -hmm. I like that that seemed age appropriate for him. Yeah, agreed. I was, I was thrilled to get this like nugget of like this woman, whether she represents the entirety of the cast or not. I was like, oh, that's so, that's so juicy to me. So uh, we will, we will see. I bet we'll get the cast within um probably in the middle of paradise so okay okay let's get into it so i have to admit diane that many years ago when you were first on mr nick valal's podcast <laughs> i took issue to one of the episodes i mm. did not like it i did not like it i would like to think that i actually was pretty easy on you because i was like you're a fucking professional and you're a woman in this situation and he is talking over you and doing all these things but it was the episode where in which you guys talked about all too well and mm -hmm. the overuse of gaslighting and mm -hmm. i ended up doing a whole podcast episode because i just fallen into becoming a swifty and all too well was the thing that got me yes you know yeah. i have since changed a lot of my feelings on it and i i often do use the word gaslighting actually incorrectly <laughs> too much but i was perturbed by nick's yeah energy in that episode because it was like at some point i agree let's use the words correctly let's like be let's like be intentional with what we're talking about but i'm kind of like why are you so fucking pissed off that this woman is talking about her experience and like why are we trying to downplay the ability for women to like talk about what's going on in their life like let's give them good language but like if they're saying they felt a certain way like you can't argue somebody's feelings. I know. Yes. You know, I'll say what? I still followed you because I was like, I did like what you said because you again came at it from a like professional standpoint and <laughs> we're taking emotion out of it and was really trying to like put it into like, you know, Sadie and, well, you know, whatever the characters' names are. 
Yes. And uh, anyway, over time, I've become friends and I love it. But I, so I'm just excited to talk to you. Thank you for telling me because, you know, I don't I don't know. Again, I say yes to a lot of things. and You don't really know um, yeah. right, how that's going to fly. <laughs> no. And again, like I said, it's not I, fucking go on it again. I don't give a shit. I, I, you know, and if he asked me on the podcast tomorrow, I'd probably do it because <laughs> it's no surprise that I have beef with him. And I think a lot of my beef is really his ego and the way that he like just kind of talks down and at women about relationships and stuff like that. And I just, I guess I don't know what my point is. I'm just excited to, I just to talk to you. <laughs> Jenna, I have a lot of feelings about it too. And um, let, let's get into the episode because I think it's important to talk about charity in context of that too, because that was really mm-hmm. juicy. Yeah. Juicy, very juicy. Yeah. So yeah, let's get into it. I mean, oh, sex week. Sex week. Sex week. Thank you, Zach, forever for that. Uh, never going to let you live that one down. We are heading to Fiji and Jesse Palmer shows up for the first time in like weeks. Um, so I was happy to see him. Where, where have you been, buddy? Yep. Where have you been? Uh, and we go over our final three men, which are Xavier, Joey, and Dotton. Mm-hmm. A fine final three. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And as we all predicted. Yeah. Yeah, truly. She, as, as talked about, she really did a good job, I think, at narrowing them down and going at it in a really, like, healthy way. Uh, you know, at the same time, it's like, I, I think we all kind of figured that Xavier was probably in a spot where it's like a little bit weaker of a connection than the other two men. And him getting the first overnight date, I was just like, oh, this does not bode well. I feel like typically when the first ones happen, something is, it's just not going to go well. Mm-hmm. 100%. I think that's Bachelor Data supports that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Oh boy. And we get this, you know, ceremony of sorts on the beach with Xavier and her. She looks stunning. They find out that it's a wedding ceremony of sorts. And Dotton's, or sorry, Xavier's face was like, what? Yeah. Excuse you, what? And they go into this, like, this, these vows of sorts and things like that. And he brought up this interesting thing that as watching it, you're like, I'm kind of confused by what's happening. It's like, you know, you're like this flower that is too delicate and I'm afraid I'm going to break you. And she was like, crush it. Oh, what did you think when that was happening? Because like, none of us knew what was going to happen next. Well, here's an interesting thing. Do you remember Michelle and Nate? Mm-hmm. This was similar to their date. I think what happens is, right, the producers have these dates already designed. You plop in the person that you think would benefit from that. And they put Nate in a situation like this, too, where they were feeling his energy and he was off or something, something. So that's where I went to. But I thought, here's Charity. And I do feel like she's already hesitant of him now. He's already told her a hundred times, I have to be completely honest. I'm not quite in it. And he's been saying, I'm not sure if it's you. And now she's coming from hometowns where the family has said, my son and my brother are ready, but we're not sure if it's you. And I thought, ooh, ouch. So she's like, well, you know, maybe I can grow into this flower or something. And then when he says, don't want to crush you, willing to water you. I had notes here. And when it's ready, I might pick it or something, he said. And I was like, wow, dude. That really bothered me. Yeah, yeah. And she immediately, nothing goes by charity. She immediately said, you know, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. That could be that he's protective, but crush me. Why? 
So she was already in her feels and and protecting herself. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, as she should. And yeah, it that is so wild. You're right. It's I don't like that it's like put on that it was that she's the one that has to show up more and somehow protect herself, even if she's like this delicate flower. Well, she's not a delicate flower too, so I like I take you know a bridge to that too. So we get to the nighttime portion, and we continue the same conversation we've been continuing, which is I'm I am I do want marriage, but I'm not sure. But I am sure. My heart sure. My head unsure. Fair. That's fair. Right. That's fair. That's how I would be. I, I'm, I'm not ready to get married again. So it's fine. And she's continuing her process of letting him talk about it and get, get diving deeper with him, which is really great. But again, I'm just like, oh, what do you? He's like, I really am in my heart 100%. But in my head, I still have doubt. And she's just like, God, I really don't want to hear that right now. And part of me was like, that's okay, though. Maybe we should let him have his doubt because it's not the proposal night right now, right? Like, it's not proposal night. But then he drops that he has been waiting. To, he feels like it's ready to tell her this very important thing that she deserves to know, which is that he has been unfaithful in his previous relationship. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. I, the amount of emotions I had from like, I just dumbfounded to why the fuck did you wait till now to, I understand why you waited to maybe you were produced to wait, uh, to all sorts of things to just like feeling so bad for charity in that moment. She looked so taken aback or, or maybe do you think she expected it in a way? Well, all along, Jenna, she said, you know, he reminded me of my ex. There you go. Yeah. And I thought perception, she has a good intuition. We were just waiting for why. And I even said this in my own, like, did he remind her of her ex physically, emotionally? Like, and then we found out because in, in, um, when she said to Joey, you know, my ex was interracial, but I don't think her ex was Caucasian because mm. there, there was something different there. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what his background was, but. I'm paying close attention to that. And I just thought she knew that there was something that felt familiar and she couldn't put her finger on it. And then in that moment, he gave her it to her on the silver platter, right? Yeah. Yeah. But what a bomb drop. What a bomb drop. She's all looking beautiful in that sexy outfit and those pants. I'm like, oh my God, the girl just wanted to have a little fun. <laughs> exactly. Like, come on. Like, what a joy kill. Okay, oh she was like that derailed everything. Yes, of course. And she proceeds to she gets up for a little bit, comes back, yep. and then yep. says, "Let's continue this conversation." Loved that for her, like love it. Her, love it for him too, and really just starts to get into it. I want to know more about it. This was yep. oh my god. She's like, "I I have a couple questions. Uh, how?" And he's like, "How many times?" She's like you knew what I was going to ask you. And that's when I knew immediately this conversation was going to take me to the moon and back because she had been here before. She had been here before and was ready to have it. And we find out that it had been uh, a couple times in the series of five days, i.e. a trip with his boys with a girlfriend that he had had for two years. Uh, Something that I thought was really wild to me was the admission that and while at the end he was trying to say it was a bad thing that he did and that he knows what he was doing was wrong he admitted that like the reason he more or less did it was because he was tired of 
and not having what he wanted his girlfriend to be yes oh my god i was reading because i wrote it down explicitly what he said he said something like over time and let's face it this was a two-year-long relationship this wasn't like a 20-year marriage right right over time she wasn't doing and being who i wanted her to be and that's where i was like whoa and then yeah he's on a guy's trip for five days we don't know if it was five women if it was one right but it was five days of debauchery i'm imagining like and you were on a guy's trip wow wow how yeah. original yeah. um <laughs> just that was probably one of the the things that stuck out to me the most is that just a mission of i yeah. can imagine women across america and beyond were just like holy shit that's literally been said to me like the audacity that this is my fault for not acting the way you wanted me to be is unbelievable. So they kind of go through it and she asks him what he's learned. Like, how does he know yes. he's not going to do it again? He says that he just like has done a lot of introspection. He's questioned himself, questioned his motives as to why. And what was wild to me is I think in the end, his he has been questioning what he did. And I think it's that he's not willing to fully admit that like, He's not ready, A, just not ready to be in a relationship, but also maybe not in a monogamous relationship because like, there just was like this element of like, I wanna be, but like, I don't know if I can be. Did you hear that? Yeah, and, and I was focused more on what she was doing yes. and saying, and here's what I think, Jenna, like last week during Hometowns, I thought Aaron was healing with his father. Mm -hmm. I think Charity was healing her pain by having this conversation. Mm. When when you have a breakup and after the fact, you have the woulda, shoulda, coulda, I woulda, shoulda, coulda asked this, that, blah, blah, blah. This is what she was doing for herself. Like, so for me, it felt like she was healing her younger self who had dealt with this baloney with her ex, right? And now she's doing this because she's saying, I have you as a captive audience mm -hmm. on live TV and I am going to show my compassion but she's trying hard to give him the benefit of the doubt like mm -hmm. at one point i thought oh she's still going to continue right like oh my god you're like oh well, honey honey please don't right and people are like why is she even still talking to him but she's trying so hard because she's looking for the nuggets and as a therapist right we all admit i mean even on bachelor nation i made a mistake but on the tell-all can you show remorse mm -hmm. can you show empathy can you say what i learned from this if he had said i went to therapy i realized what the hell my problem was i started communicating better with my ex you know some things to make it better but he just said have more self-awareness that's like the tip honey that's that's nothing self-awareness is not going to cause you to not do it again Mm -hmm. And I think to your point, Jenna, if you're not ready for a monogamous relationship, maybe it's not for you. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm saying, yeah. I'm not saying you won't be ready for it one day, whether you have to choose non-monogamy, but yep. I kept, something kept dinging in my head, like the way he's talking about it a little bit is, and I, but I'm being generous, of course, because there was a lot of it that was just like, holy shit. Yep. He just was like, 
Well, I, 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 it won't happen again because I'm going to choose to not have it happen again. And or because uh, she's going to be my wife. wife. <laughs> oh, good. Charity was, that was so good because he thought she yes. was agreeing with him. He's like, continue. She was like, oh, I'll be fucking damned. And like, but it was, she said it in such a way. And I'll be damned. Yeah. yeah. That he kind of thought she was maybe agreeing with him. Like, yeah, you're right. Like definitely for, not for a wife, but with a girlfriend, who cares? She's like, absolutely not okay either way. And he was like, oh, oh, <laughs> oopsies. Yeah. It was beyond. I've, I truly have never seen something like that. And I, I dare say it was probably one of the mo most realistic things I've seen in a long time on this show. 100%. And I loved how we went a little bit deeper and I love that she could hold space for this and you learn that as a therapist to not take things so personally I also loved that it was um I think it, it was actually charity with Aaron's mother at one point where she does she like speaks highly of herself mm -hmm. and she doesn't take on too much so that to me was like really empowering as a woman to like then she's saying it's a shame that you don't trust yourself yeah right like that was the switch that i thought was like brilliant because it's not like i'm not good enough for you to not cheat on me it's that that's a shame you don't trust yourself i trust i trust me i could trust you but you don't trust you i'm like oh that's good that really yeah damn it was pretty powerful when she said that like you, yeah, wish you had the, the faith in yourself because yeah. I'm ready, I'm here, and I know that you want it, but like, yeah, you need to come prepared for this and fully, you know, commit to it. And and she was like, and it's scary. He's like, I am ready, but it's scary. And she's like, fair. Yeah, I agree. I was like, oh, I love that. It's so, it was so beautiful, It, but sad. And, you know, eventually she just boldly asked, like, do you have yeah. enough doubt? Oh, and then oh this is the then yes oh god you know what do you what do you how do you can you do it and he says uh for you charity there is no fucking doubt in my heart in my head there is a little and the only way i can get past that is if we have more time and i see more of you i see more tonight ah. oh that was the moment that was the moment where the lights where where he was digging a hole and then that was the shovel uh, that was just too much. Yeah, that was too yeah. much. To give a very gracious benefit of the doubt, yeah. as I like to do sometimes um, for men, which is rare, but please mark it on your calendars. There <laughs> is the element that he potentially just wanted more time to talk to her without oh, the camera, you know, mm -hmm. and it wasn't. I need to have this like physical connection with you in order to know if I can, whatever. Yes. However, like I said, that's just a benefit of doubt that I'm giving him, but it, it, you know, in comparison to the Zach and Rachel of Zach season, yes. they obviously went to the fantasy suites and had some kind of conversation that did not go well. And yes. we never got to see a fucking second of it. This, we saw everything. Yes. yes. Agreed. Cause he didn't wait. He didn't, he didn't wait until they got into the fantasy suite to tell her. And, and he could have. And he could have, but here's what I think as a therapist watching this, Jenna, I really saw this as him self-sabotaging. Mm. I really just think he wasn't into her. All this referencing and given that the family said he was ready and he is really, to me, this did feel, and I use this word very sparingly, but 
on the spectrum of narcissism back to the flower. If I choose you, if you're right for me, if you choose me and I choose you, he was, he's very careful with his words. He's a scientist, but that part felt like I get to decide. And I don't like that this whole process has been about you and everyone's gushing about you. And I get to decide if, you know, this is going to work for me or not. And I'm like, sacrificing my freedom literally right. which is what he oh goodness so i just felt and and here's the other thing i wondered if he wasn't a little bit uh too connected to his mother a little bit of a mama's boy mm -hmm. the was told sometimes as men are that you're great you can do nothing wrong because somehow that energy about that felt like um he's a sexy guy he's he knows i mean the the look and the because even at one point he thought that she was going to be okay with this because she's like i'm not mad right she was handling herself so well um not wanting to give him anything right and he thought well maybe i'm still gonna it's still gonna work for me right yeah that's why he shot a shot at the end it was like so we're gonna just go to the private room like yeah yeah the boom boom room we're yeah. gonna do it right Oh, oh my god what a fucking oh my god so what do you think nick's gonna say because uh, <laughs> listen he's he's been like she looks toxic man she's not well, and, blah, and blah, blah, blah. that she likes the f boy he's never gonna admit that he was wrong about this mm -hmm. and um just knowing you know what rick's with the uh, reality Steve says about him. He doesn't admit when he's wrong. I don't think he'll admit that. Um, he'll probably say she handled it well, but like what took her so long or something like that, right? Um, no, he might, right? It was like the whole, you can't win. I think she needed the information. She was clearly attracted to him. She needed the information. She got what she needed and then she acted on it. And that's what we can learn. When you see the red flag, you get the information. Now you have to act with your feet. And she's like, okay, Xavier, let's go. Mm -hmm. We're out of here. I love that she moved it along. She wasn't like crying in his arms. She she sort of held it together. And then at the car, did you hear what he said to her? Mm -hmm. He said, I love you. I had I had to listen to it twice. And somebody else said, yes, that is what he said. Because he leans into her. He hugs it. And then he says, I love you. Wow. Oh, oh brutal. I think he's going to really regret it. And we're going to see that on the men tell all, but he was already regretful in the car. And he really did that little monologue. I thought was good. He said, you know, she really was there for me and she really did show up. And mm -hmm. I think he's going to sorely regret that. And I think his mother's going to watch it and feel bad about that too. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I don't think he's a bad person ultimately. No, I, and I feel I think... bad for the family. I really I do. Yeah. Yeah. That's just unfortunate all around. Here's the other thing, Jenna, I actually think that the questions that he was asking his parents last week to me felt very young and very naive, like, wow, I suddenly realized my parents were happily married for 30 years. How did you do that? Like, it seemed so developmentally young. And I just mm -hmm. wondered with his little bit of like shyness at times and like, is he really insecure and kind of sweet? But then there's this other sexual guy mm -hmm. who's cheating, right? So 
I can see why Charity took that long because there was he was giving a lot of mixed messages, right? So, certainly, yeah. And, hit, and I'm so sweet. It, it was a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And if, to tie it back to my polyamory theory, building, you know, if I, as somebody who does prefer non-monogamous life, you know, lifestyle, that's probably what I would ask my parents too. How the fuck do you guys do it? <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't do it. So I'm not saying that's what he was thinking, but. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just put that feather in your hat. Yeah. So speaking of feathers in the hat, we have very feathered hair. Joey, Joseph, Joseph, Gordon, Biden, love it. Uh, you know, what can you say about Joey? Uh, you know, he was like, uh, I'm loving this with Charity. Everything is going great. But when I saw her last week, she was crying when we left and it made me uncomfortable. And I don't know what's up with that. And let's get to the bottom of it. They do some ATVing. They're atv stalls they get to go to a water fountain a waterfall and the producers i guess apparently couldn't put them anywhere else because all i could hear was water i oh. really zoned out because i was just like i have to pee <laughs> she's like but she's so smitten with him you know i have to be honest with you i don't really see it thank I, you oh fuck yes i think she's giddy I think to me, this is like Michelle and Brandon. He's like a little brother kind. I think I don't, there's no, I don't see this as really romantic love. I think she loves him as a person and she respects him and he shows a lot of empathy. And I think he's really good with his words, mm -hmm. but I don't, I don't see it as the same kind of relationship she has with Dotton. I just think they're a whole different level. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, thank you for saying that. Actually, assuages some of my fears. <laughs> He's whatever. It's not that big of a deal if she were to pick him, but I don't, I want her to pick Dotton. So I'm just like, yeah. you know, and when I'm seeing her like go giddy over him, I'm just like, what yeah. am I missing? I think it's like, what am I missing? Like, what am I missing? Charity, you haven't, I don't get it. I mean, I, I, I really don't. I don't get it either, to be honest. I think he, I think the truth is he's a safe bet, kind of the way Brandon was. He is, he's a safe bet. He's not gonna crush her um, and he's not a player. And so he just felt like he has safe energy for her. Mm -hmm. So I think if it were me and I was gonna bring somebody safe, I wouldn't bring my ex who's Xavier, right? I would bring Joey. I mean, you gotta make a show. Right. Yeah, so true. So true. Um, in the dinner portion, he opens up that he noticed she asked, he asked her what was um, the reason for the tears. Right. And she opens up that Uncle Joey yes. uh, made her feel uh, insecure about their relationship, that he might be showing her a different side of him that is like not the side that they know. And could he elaborate? He does. And I just, I, you know, I, I'm not one to praise a man, a mid man for expressing his feelings, but I, you know, he admitted that he has anxieties and worries about being good enough for people and being the right kind of person. I do wonder if he's a Virgo, uh, cause I relate. Uh, and yeah, she, she seemed to really love that he opened up about that. But I, part of me still was a little, I, cause I just think I'd been trustworthy of men. Cause I was just like, what do you mean your partners have a hard time dating you? Like, what does that mean? I'll tell you, Jenna, I didn't like his answer at all. Oh, yes. I did not like it at all. If that were me and I'm specifically addressing what your uncle said, which is you're, you're not getting the real you. Now, all of a sudden you're back talking and talking about like, 
how like you know um you disappoint people and now you're pulling in this whole anxiety thing and i'm like you have not answered the question mm -hmm. so i didn't like it at all i didn't think it moved it along i think he was glossing over something i think according to attachment styles he's the anxious angry type which mm -hmm. was what zach shellcross was and quite honestly i don't want another anxious bachelor with you i think he's gone in for bachelor and i don't i don't like it mm -mm. sometimes anxious people get angry and can be a little bit difficult and i mm -hmm. think that's what he was talking about mm -hmm. and um the the kind of like when people lean into the people pleaser and all of that so i didn't like it i just didn't and i don't think charity really did either i think he was just glossing over it yeah yeah. Yeah. There was definitely some editing happening yeah. that made it look like she was like, oh, I'm good with this. But yeah, there really was something about it. I was just like, what do you mean that you, it, it causes conflict? Like what, because it is, I, I get it. Like we have anxieties. We have, like, you're not special. Like it's fine. But like, what is it that's making it difficult that people in relationship with you? And he was like, if you could really, if you could really date me, you might see. And I was like, that's the fucking thing she's asking you. What is the real Joey? <laughs> also it lacked for me was uh concreteness with you say like hey listen i get really freaked out right before a big work event or um you know around the holidays i'm really you know ocd or i mean they're they're just maybe they edited it out but i just didn't feel like he really answered it and what i think he actually should have done you know some of the guys on the hometowns they had their date after where you can do more damage control to say like i gotta tell you about my uncle joey you know joey's not a big fan of anybody i date please don't take that personally because i think uncle joey got to the entire family beforehand and that's why mom was anxious that's why i said joey went back to all of them and said he's not being who he is damn brutal but that's where i think uncle joey really kind of screwed him over and he's not going to get that until much later and then i wondered also have they kept us from gay dad are they waiting for the bachelor i don't know it felt it still to me feels like very heavy bachelor edit diane god you're so fucking genius christ i'm terrified i just got a fucking cold sweat breakout <laughs> i can't i pay attention they kept the gay dad because he's gonna oh my god oh christ yeah that's what Libby and i were saying last week we're like oh there was some gossip and we did not get it for a yeah. fucking reason and the reason being a bachelor in it mm -mm -mm -mm. god damn okay well oh but then she says i love you charity but it michelle told brandon she loved him too i don't think it's the same kind of love and then you can say i love you but i love somebody more i mean i don't and, and here's the thing though remember it was ben higgins who was the first one who said i'll I never him. fucking forget it that asshole and somehow he got a really rough time and now people are saying well good for charity let her express herself i personally like to go back to the times where i think you tell the one person at the end i have I to agree. be i do i'm not that i love charity with my entire yeah. being but i'm saying girl why'd you do that like i hate it for us and i and i was just talking to this other podcast I was on, I was like, I really hate that uh, this is almost, almost sorry, becoming a little predictable. The last couple of seasons have had that. And then of course she's gonna tell the other men 
I told the other guy, blah, 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 and they're going to get upset. And I get the reasoning. There's going to be now an insecurity. Now Dalton's going to be like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm not the one because blah, blah, blah. I get it. But it's like, that's fucking happened with Colton. That happened with Zach. That happened with Michelle. Like, it's just become this thing. And, like, I'm kind of sick of it. Go back to us. Tell me. Tell the viewer that you're loving both of them or whatever. But don't, like, can we have one season where that's not the case? I'm with you 100%. Because here's the thing is that the way the, the the poor success rates that we have are kind of the same as celebrity couples, right? Mm-hmm. A 50% higher divorce rate mm. because of the DMs, because of the money, because of all of that. And if you really want to protect this couple for the future, you would not be saying I love you to multiple people because it gets in the person's head watching it back. And I just really feel so protective of the couple that they need to be in the couple bubble The F1 needs a good edit to help that person along. Because here's the other thing. I don't know, Jen, if you've any interview in any of the cast, but it was Sierra Jackson who said this to me. I thought it was fascinating. She said, you know, every girl goes on the show wanting to memorialize her love and show that video to her kids someday. Mm. This is when mom and dad fell in love. Think about it. It's precious, right? Precious. But when you're saying that to two people, it's like, well, mommy, you said to daddy, you left him, but you said to this other man too. I mean, ugh. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, when are we ever gonna? Yeah, no, it, it, it does it does put the final couple in so much scrutiny. And I do, I really desperately want a good success story from the show where I'm invested in it. So like, I really need this to, I need it to, I need the producers to protect the, the people a little bit more. But I think they're actually doing a better job um, than in previous seasons. I do. I think, yeah, yeah, I think the producing is getting better. I hope so. It's been a good season in that regard. So we get Dalton's final date and uh, they go jet skiing and then they go to their own little private sandbar beach island in Fiji. It's gorgeous, romantic. They do their classic move where they just, he just picks her up on (laughs) It's like no, no running. He just like grabs her and just puts her on its gorge. Uh, everything's going great. He admits that he didn't know anything about the show mm-hmm. going into it. And uh, I just, I love that. You know, I feel like if he is the winner yes. in the end, I am going to cry my fucking eyes out because I love that idea. And I think that's why I was so emotional about Taisha and Zach because Zach also had not watched the show. And I really love the idea of somebody kind of going into it and like, really giving into the process in a way that we can't actually normally get like the thing you can't we can never have a season again where in which all of the contestants have never like don't know about what's happening or read the the book the book. Game of- yeah exactly how to win the bachelor so like right. it's like i am just so grateful when that moment happens well then i i watched that back again he also said it was about week three or four that i understood that it was a proposal at the end and i was okay with that because it's you and i thought oh my god you know like knife and heart so sweet because even more meaningful that i'm okay with it because it's you it's not just because i'm here to get engaged to anybody you know mm-hmm. but this process you and i and i loved that he's so humble and saying you know like pinch me right i don't usually things like this don't happen to me and they're both are like talking about well we haven't had any problems this is great this is easy and that's what it should be it should be easy yeah it's beautiful 
It's beautiful, yeah. He's never had a fairy tale and he's living it and it's so beautiful. And I want Dawn to have as many fairy tales as possible, please. Oh, so gorgeous. So she also says that she is in love with him. Um, and, you know, I, maybe you've written it down, but there is a moment where he kind of, an ITM, slightly acknowledges that he thinks that that's a really good sign, i.e. the JoJo of it all. Yeah. I got this in the bag. Yeah. And therein lies the fucking issue. What do you mean? It's just brutal. It's fucking, the issue is I'm going to ran my head into a wall because I don't want him to get hurt and I'm so mad that he I guess he doesn't know the show so maybe he does I mean, I mean I, we just said he doesn't watch the show so I think maybe he doesn't realize that was like kind of like uh uh something that would have typically meant you're winning uh and now he doesn't know you know here's the thing Jenna I I hope to I hope to god she does pick him because I think yeah. he, all along I thought Xavier would have been who she's most attracted to, but who's the most secure is really Dotton. Mm -hmm. And I think they have the best potential as a couple, right? Mm -hmm. um, I don't think, to be honest, that as a therapist, she would have told him she loved him if she wasn't going to pick him. I think she actually knows that Joey, because also Dotton didn't really know that, all the more reason. But he, I mean, he did say like, you know, I told you in New Orleans that I was falling for you because you could see he's holding his breath. And then finally she says it and he can breathe and he can kind of relax and fall into it. I really feel like if she wasn't going to choose him, she wouldn't say that. I get the feeling like she thinks Joey could handle it better. Yeah, fair. Real. And you know what? Now that you brought up Brandon, I think I felt the same way. I was kind of like, no, yeah. he'll, he'll survive this. Yeah, he'll survive this. Yeah. Mm, wowie. Wowie. So yeah. we, uh, I guess I didn't mention this earlier, but we get a shot to San Diego earlier in the episode and I got full body shivers. I was like, oh my God, it is Brandon. It is Brandon. Oh my God, they're bringing Brandon back. But I forgot that yeah. Aaron also lives there um, as half of the Bachelor Nation does. And so they are bringing Aaron back because he's like, I feel like, I feel like it's unspoken. We need to talk more. She did mention she might have regretted her decision. I was really like, you know, blindsided by this and uh, I'm going to go back to see her and talk to her and figure out what's happening. And do you get the sense that he's doing it out of like a sense of like, she was wrong and I just need her to know it or like he is really confused and he wants to, you know. I personally um, think that that Aaron's getting a bad edit. Mm. I think he realizes sort of after the fact, and I think it was during hometowns that he realized I wasted too much time complaining about everybody else and mm -hmm. I wasn't building my relationship. Mm -hmm. And so I really think he has regrets and then probably like one producer put it in his head and said, you know, on her way out, she said she didn't, sure she made a mistake. Is there anything mm -hmm. left you have to say? And you know, he's not working or whatever, free ticket to Fiji, hey. Yeah, want it. Totally. And, but I liked his family. I really did. His mom was terrific. And I think I said this last week that that she told because the mom, this was the first time we saw that too, right? Hey, if my son proposed to you, what would you say? And she said, probably not. I'm like, you go, Charity. You're that's a hard truth to say. Mm -hmm. But she was telling the mom so the mom would tell him to let him down gently. Mm, so real. 
Yeah. So real. Uh, yeah, you're right. I think he was getting bad at it because I did like him last week. I was like, I warmed up because I liked seeing the healing that he was doing and yes. and uh, really realizing it. So yeah, you're right. I think he probably could have just been like, you know what? No, I really do need to kind of see this through a little bit more. And so he comes back to Fiji and uh, he was good. I like that shirt. I'm like, I know. I, I really. My husband. I'm like, damn, that's good. Yeah. They never, they never make the people who come back, like, look that good. I was like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, he got the memo. We are in Fiji, and she is by the pool well, getting the airport. I'm like, he's looking like, yeah, he's pulled together, right? He's so good. So he tries to get her room number, and God bless that um, front hotel desk worker. She's like, absolutely not. Like HIPAA, right? Like, it's like a HIPAA compliance thing. I can't. I'm like, okay, good for you. That's your job. Yes. <laughs> It's so funny. Poor Aaron. Uh, so he's like, mm, okay, well, I think I see some cameras over there. She's probably yeah. over there. Um, I'm going to head over there and does a surprise. And, you know, yeah, she was pretty stoked to see him. She was not, she was not too, too hurt off by it. Mad. No, yeah. I'm not mad at this. And uh, you look good, which we would just say he does. Uh, yeah. There's still chemistry there. And, you know, so like, what are your... You know, and like on a superficial level, it's like the thing the show is trying to be like, she did make a mistake because she kept Xavier and he wasn't the one and he was kind of a dick and she should have kept Aaron. And obviously that's what the show wants yeah. us to think to have this like cliffhanger. But it's like at the same time, it's like, I don't know if that's really what Charity's thinking. It's hard to say. I I didn't see it with them either. I think she's going to have to let him down. I saw somewhere and I can't remember where today, though. The funny thing is they never showed us a rose ceremony, right? Mm -hmm. But they showed, but I, they showed right? a picture. And so that way now we know that the guys knew that Aaron was there. Because the whole time I'm just thinking, poor Dotton. And I think we're going to see him get jealous. Yeah. Because what the hell? You know, I thought I had it in the bag. It was, I was one of two, and now I'm going to be one of three. No way. Nobody's going to like that, right? It's kind of like bringing Nick Vial in on uh, Caitlyn's season, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a good look for the other people to make you feel secure, and I think Charity's going to want to be protective. So I, I think he's going to have to turn around and go back. Mm -hmm. uh, there's just no way. He can't catch up. I mean. No, you would have to do, like, another fantasy suites. 100%. Be, like realistic about it like i would want that if i was like gonna actually consider bringing this man back into the fold because absolutely like if i were dot or joey i would be so so upset and like more upset than when they brought nick back because that was like a little bit earlier in their season but like this would be genuinely like yeah you just like expressed a deep amount of feelings for me and now is that not enough like i want you to fully experience your emotions with your partner so that you know who you're choosing in the end is the one for you but like not like this what i did love that's what Danton said he said i like that he that he said something like you explore all your options mm -hmm. right he said something about that which i thought was very mature mm -hmm. and really lovely to understand mm -hmm. um and she's been doing such a phenomenal job also with the parents i don't know if you noticed she asked the parents she asked aaron's dad how he was doing have we ever had a lead ask the parents how they're doing? No. Yeah. yeah, she's truly. She really is a class act to be able to hold space for so many other people. And my whole thought was, 
you know, who's holding space for charity, right? Like she's caring for everybody else. Is she caring for herself? But <laughs> last night, I felt like her choosing herself and saying, hey, 2023, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to apologize for my high standards. I thought that was her caring for herself. So I love that. Yeah, that's really beautiful. You're right. I was like, oh, no, who's caring? Yeah, that's really sweet. Yeah. Oh, it, she's really, we don't deserve her. We do not deserve her. But apparently she has some messy bitch, Nick. I swear to God. The projection from him is so wild because it's just like the ability for, because he wants to be a therapist so badly. Yeah. I think that's it because listen, I have gone on tirades about how I think that he in general really, he he really has such strong, un-nuanced, is that the right word? Un-nuanced, non-nuanced, I don't know, whatever, de-nuanced uh, opinions about the women leads yes. consistently. Yes. And, uh, but now I'm just thinking about it. It's that she's a therapist and that's what he wants to be, which is just so painful. And like, I, my blessings to anyone who wants to change careers and go to education and do all those things, but I just, He's not there yet, and it's promoting himself as some, like... Here's what I think. Um, actually, I talked with um, Isabel from UCAM. Um, do you follow UCAM? I do, yeah. You're great. But we had a conversation about this, and I think, actually, it would be great if Nick became a therapist. <laughs> I tell you why. It's, it's a unique thought, but there are so many guidelines and ethics that you don't get to just say whatever the heck is on your mind, and mm. you... And you actually really understand, because I've listened enough to Nick's podcast where he gives advice, but it's the difference between like I teach somebody to fish versus I give you a fish. He's just giving little snippets of little pieces of advice. He doesn't actually look deeper into like, what was the wound, right? Where did that come from? Who is this person reminding you of? And that's the beauty of what a therapist does. So much of the work is self-reflection. I mean, I just remember, I mean, I did my master's, I did my doctorate, I did my postdoc at Stanford, crying, Jenna. I'm in my 20s, 30s, just reading this stuff. It, it was therapeutic to wow. do all this work. And I thought if Nick actually did that and then has the platform, because admittedly he has a big platform, right? But if he had the skills because here's the other thing. These people all age out. Now he's going to be a father. Right? And at some point, are you going to be talking? I mean, you're going to be in your 50s talking about like when I was the bachelor. He's going to age out. It's like a model. too. Like you have to find a different career. So yeah. if he did go back, quite honestly, and got a master's degree and really started, he would be a different person. Mm. And we would all benefit from that. So... <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding. No, actually, I believe you. I just, I love the idea because that's what I'm, I'm just like, the world is not benefiting from Nick in a current, the current status that we are in. <laughs> so. Jenna, here's the thing. Women think that it's sometimes hard to get advice from other women. Women want to hear, heterosexual women want to hear from a man because they think the men are going to tell them what men want. And that's Nick's audience. Wow. Wowie. Yeah, I've, I've, I've picked up on that. It's interesting. Yes. I like that you said that. It, I I guess I've moved on from that part in my life. However, I will very, very much admit I was that way. Absolutely. I'm a 
reformed pick me i'm i'm probably still a pick me don't get me wrong um but no i was i was absolutely that way a lot of, for a long time and i and i see that i think that's what frustrates me a lot when i see his like viewership and his listenership and i and i i feel for them because i was there as well and it's not that you can't receive good advice or good therapy from a man of course obviously uh some of my best friends are men that's a, that's a lie but uh it 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 just yeah it's frustrating because it's like and he's obviously not the only one doing that but it's just it's he has such a you know big platform and audience and yeah it's i yeah to, to hear that that is a thing to be validated that that is uh an experience that a lot of women well, and go I think through picking up on jenna and what infuriates me as well is a lot of the hypocrisy it's forgetting what it was like to be in that position forgetting um what i say is this okay back to attachment theory mm -hmm. we're all like tea you don't know who somebody is until you put them in hot water and all these people are in hot water you mm -hmm. see their flavor you see their stress point because that is actually attachment theory it's under threat and that's why i love the show because you can clearly see what's happening and Nick sort of forgets that because he's looking at it objectively. I am a huge fan because I appreciate anybody. I don't care if they went on for followers or not, that they just put themselves yeah. out there vulnerable to the rest of us that we get to sit here and critique them. I mean, Absolutely. I'm in awe in some ways that people have enough courage to do that. Uh -huh. And again, we see and if it and the people who have literally said to me, I grew so much from it. Mm -hmm. because I watched myself back. Kira Magistu told me, you know, I watched myself back and thought, wow, I was a little harsh. And now I'm changing that in my dating life. Like it can mm -hmm. be such a gift, but then to turn it around and kind of use it in a negative way sort of negates that. And so that's why people get angry about it, right? Yeah, yeah, it's so true. And it's like, how, how, you can't go five minutes without reminding us that you were on it so like how can you not remember the trauma you experienced and i think a lot for a while my journey on him has changed because i did hold a good amount of empathy for him and i still do in my deepest soul of course because I'm, I'm i'm that's who i am but that he was he was traumatized by the show yes. over and over and over again and um it's unfortunate that he loses sight of that at times. Right. People forget pain. Oh, they, you know, they, they kind of, it's like mm -hmm. what, why, why women have multiple children, you know, <laughs> so you, you know, and, and, or somehow you think this time it's going to be different or something. Yeah. Um, but I think there's space for all of us. And, yes, absolutely. You know, there's, there's again, a lot of lessons to learn. And I think we just, if, if done right, like, authentic kind of love. I think we all want to believe in this, that love is blind. We want to believe that, you know, you can go on a show and you're so convicted that this is your person. And then I want to see them work out in real life. I really do. Here's the good thing. I actually really think that it does. You know why? Because somewhere I heard an interview with Charity that said, now this is disappointing to me, but that she wasn't going to be a therapist anymore. Did you hear that? I, I think I kind of did, but I didn't hear the reasoning. And I thought she said that she wants to be like a role model, inspirational kind yeah. of person. She wouldn't have said that unless it worked out. So that's why I thought, wow, she's still in love and it's going well. If she was like Michelle, who I felt really bad, like she chose the, right? Mm -hmm. you know, she chose the, the bad boy. 
and it didn't work out and I'm still feeling bad for her. She even knew it. She said it herself. Like if it doesn't work out, I'll be okay. She knew it. She was walking right into it. She couldn't stop herself. <laughs> she was wildly attracted to him and she couldn't stop it. But Charity could because she'd learned. She got burned. She learned super attracted to my ex. So she really took that life experience and turned it around. Oh, I love that. You've made me feel so good. <laughs> you made me feel so good about the season, about her, about I, I and it really opened me up to like seeing I all the different attachment styles. Uh, I often do not look at it from that specific angle. I look at it more like trauma based yeah. from people. Um, and I really am gonna excited to like continue that journey with like looking at those styles and and seeing how people are are really coming into the show and i am so excited about your book yay i i still it's it's a long ways off of course yeah. yes but like yes. i just the idea of that is really wonderful and i i'm just so excited about it and, and i Jen, i'm gonna have a whole part then that you identify your own attachment style and then if this is you this is the treatment so it's it's a therapy book yeah i just got i got nervous because i thought oh you were gonna make me do it right now and i was like no, i'm no. not ready i'm not ready i'm not ready hey, uh, take, my, take my love style quiz on my website though i will yeah i uh i do know that i have an anxious um attachment style in the mix but yes and avoidant a little bit i think i'm anxious avoidant we'll see We'll see. Um, I don't believe in love. And I think every time anyone's ever loved me has hurt me. So <laughs> you love the show and that's the, and that's what we all come together for. And what I really do love is the, the community of bachelor nation. I mean, I don't, I don't care about the ratings and all of that. I think it's been around for a long time. I don't think it's going anywhere. Honestly. Mm -mm. No, it really isn't. And that's why we're still here. Honestly, yeah. that's why I'm still here. Are you kidding me? I would, not be here anymore if I felt like this was truly a waste of my time. Right. hundred percent. I'm with you. So I'm here and we're asking for better and we're asking and it, and things are getting better in ways and I'm asking for queerness and I'm asking for fatness yeah. and we are going to get there and yeah, so it's a good time. So thank you so much for being here. This has been better than I could have. Uh, yeah. Dreamed of. <laughs> Jen, I was so excited just thinking of it last night watching it. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so many things to talk about and there's so much uh, nuance in all of it. And uh, yeah, I just couldn't be more pleased in many ways with how Charity's handling herself. She's yeah. she's doing therapist proud. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. That's good. We got to get a little seal of approval right there. Love it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, thank you so much and definitely come back for future episodes. We have, I you're absolutely coming on the golden percent because like, like this so my husband doesn't even have to put a wig on for this one baby you're jerry i'm all over and we play pickleball so we're going to be doing videos of jerry and his dates playing pickleball i'm on it oh, i'm so excited about that so where can people find you if they weren't already listening and okay well you? um find me on back to love doc but i do have a youtube channel called reality tv therapy mm. and um i've been getting better at posting videos regularly and um i sort of took a break from youtube but yeah where i can do long form because i do instagram you know i have all my barbies that i've been uh because charity's such a barbie i try to do a i try to mix it up i had zach last year uh last season was zach with snacks <laughs> instead of zach with snacks so my husband had a snack every week and i made him put the wig on i'm like zach what are you eating this week uh, <laughs> So anyway, we try to keep it light and fun because I, I can't be too 
serious. No, no, it's truly you're already doing a lot. <laughs> My day job is serious. I know, so. I was like, yeah, you're already doing a lot during the during the working hours. So I appreciate that. But yeah, everyone, make sure you're following Diane at Back to Love Doc on Instagram. I'll have all the links in the content or the comments section as per usual. And uh, with that, y'all, thank you again so much for being here. I cannot say it enough. Uh, this community is what keeps me going during times like today with the announcement of new spawn con <laughs> you get it okay anyway um but yeah you guys are the best and i love you and we're approaching the final the final couple episodes next week we'll be back with the mental all and i'll be having epiphany on from roses for everybody and we're very excited about it so until then everybody stay well drink some water masturbate get some sleep bye Thank you for listening to Date Card Pod. Make sure you're following the podcast on all of the social media platforms. On Instagram and TikTok, it is at Date Card Pod. On Twitter, it's at Date Card Podcast. And you can email me at DateCardThePodcast at gmail.com. This podcast is hosted and produced by myself, Jenna Vesper. And you can find me on at Jenna with a smile on Instagram and check out all my other fun projects I have. Thank you so much to Michaela Jane for our amazing artwork and find her at MichaelaJane.com. And a huge thank you to Jed Overly for our theme music. You can find him on Instagram at JettyBoyJames. If you're loving the podcast, make sure you share it with a friend, share it with your boss, share it with your mom, maybe an enemy. I don't really care as long as you share it. Okay. And maybe leave a review. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Hello, and welcome to the ad for Afternoonified. The ad where we try to convince you to listen to our show. I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. We hope you like mummies, weird religions, cheese, historical figures, dicks, religion, and like a lot of other stuff. Did it work? Are you going to listen? Emily, they can't hear you. They're like pressing the skip button right now. Oh. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is As Above, So Below.